Hello, Simply Country folks. Thank you so much for tuning in today to our Simply Country podcast. We are recording here at the ranch in McAllister, Oklahoma. I would love it if you would contact us and tell us where you are listening in from. So my name is Lauren Denny, and my husband, Ben, and I are farming, learning to farm on land that has been in my family for the last seven generations. So it's been a pretty fun ride trying to figure out how to get things off the ground quite literally how to grow things we i am i got my first bud of a sunflower today i looked out into the garden and it was it's quite literally shining like the sun so yellow so beautiful it finally sprouted it's pretty exciting to see all of the hard work of gardening and we are now getting something getting somewhere we are not always that successful I mean, my mom is trying to learn how to grow fodder, which is going to be great to feed the pigs and supplement feed for the chickens, and the chickens found it, and so not everything is successful. The chickens found it, got into the seeds, and destroyed everything, so we have to restart. So you win some, you lose some, right, my friends? So we wanted to touch bases with you guys here today and just see how you guys are doing. I um, wanted to touch base if there's any content topics that you would like to cover. Um, that is why we are here. I want you guys to have an opportunity to learn um, as well as I want to learn from you guys. So we are doing our best to bring on lots of podcast guests that we can continue to learn from. And so we've got a couple of great guests that are going to be in the works. We're going to be talking um, with some guests just about growing their, you're growing your own food, uh, what items that you can supplement from the grocery store that you can grow at your own house, uh, different types of animals that would be best suited for your land. So we've got a lot of that coming up in the next couple of weeks. So be on the lookout for that, my friends. So tonight at the Simply Country Podcast, we are chatting about incubation and the chickens. So we decided to put another batch of chickens into our incubators and we went, we had two different types of incubators that were going and um, we have some cute little chickens that have just hatched and we've got them in an outdoor little mini coop that I just bought on Amazon when it was on one of those flash sales. I do wish I went to like a tractor supply and got a bigger coop because it's a little bit small, but it's great for right now since they are so little, but it's definitely not something that I can keep them in on a regular basis. But we do plan on hatching these little chicks quite often, so I'm happy to hear that this will work for us. In the meantime, it does have some wheels, so we'll be able to be picked up and moved about um, every day to give them a new batch of grass to continue to learn how to scratch and feed off of. So I have some really cute story, and gosh, if you guys go to our social page you'll be able to see the cutest little baby chick we had the one mama um who's a red hen i want to think i want to say she's a cinnamon i think that's what which her breed is okay so she is a cinnamon and she hatched um she hatched her own and it's still with her today the we did have two that passed away they are the two that were not really all that strong um one I had to help hatch out of its out of its um, egg shell from our incubation, and uh, we we snuck it underneath her late at night when she was sleeping, and I plopped it underneath her, and she believed that it was her own egg, and so that was really cute because then she actually accepted it as being her own. So she's a great little broody mama to be able to hatch some of her own chicks and take on chicks that are not exactly her own. And so she did that. But the sad part is, is that 
the little baby died um, and drowned in some water, which is so sad. So we need to figure out how to have better watering systems for the little, little ones. The the ones that we keep in our little um, brooding box are doing fine because their watering system is nice and low. But when the baby chick that mama is running around with, our watering system was just too tall for that little one or didn't go to the pond and the mom just let it to the higher watering system that we have which is kind of like those little um, like a little pool area Um, so that was a learning lesson on us and making sure that we have just adequate water height for those little babies it's so sad but um but she's still the mama hen is teaching the baby how to scratch it's so cute to watch that when she kind of has a different tone of talking if you have some chickens you just know these guys talk all the time anyways but she is just so great about talking to her baby chick and teaching it she goes and scratches and then she kind of does a little talk and the baby runs over and okay so this is what I'm supposed to do and she's so great she kind of actually stays next to our brooding um, box and she teaches all the other little babies she kind of thinks that those babies are her own too I'm sure if I let them all out the mom would just protect all of them (laughs) but there's just too many in order to do that so that was pretty fun and then we um, had uh, two more leghorns which are those white typical egg laying chickens um they're kind of the most common egg layers uh in the united states from what i know because they're just so systematic with how many eggs they lay they're consistent they're they're the white eggs that you would typically see at the grocery store um so those leghorns i believe is what they're called uh, we had those and those two have been our brooder mamas too and they hatched but we have a chicken coop that is made out of a camper which is so fun. Um, We call it the camping coop where happy hens come to lay. Well, these beautiful mamas laid up at the very top hen box and um, they were able to bring those little babies down and they lived at the base of the chicken coop for a little while and then the mamas jumped out of the coop and couldn't the babies couldn't get back into the coop and um, by the time the mamas went back in for the night the little babies were just wandering all over the place and so I had to collect them and put them into our brooding box so that is also a nice lesson to make sure that your chicken coop does have a ramp that the little babies can continue to climb up into so that again was a learning lesson for us (laughs) which is but at least those little babies are okay they're just in our brooding box and so the mamas couldn't fulfill their duty of being a mama but they will be just great um and so that is fun so then i noticed a lot of times when these mama hens are laying on a bunch of eggs they might have 10 to 12 eggs underneath them they don't always continue to lay on all of those eggs in order to fulfill the full hatching duties of those those um, chickens a lot of times they will jump off of those eggs in order to now go ahead and take care of the the chicks that have hatched first and they're those chicks are hungry ready to go out and explore and so then they'll believe their nest so I saw that and I was like let's just see what happens let's just do an experiment mama's already left she's not coming back they typically don't go back to those those um that same nest when now they're they haven't probably done a whole lot of eating the last couple of weeks and so they're they're gone most of the time they don't always go back 
Um, so I took all the eggs. I still felt them. They were still warm. I took them underneath my shirt and I ran to the house and set up my incubator. It was empty at this time. I had just finished a batch and I put them in. I was like, let's just see what happens. So we are on day two of when I had put those in and I'm so happy to say that we have two that have already hatched from that batch that the mama hens have been sitting on. So that is such a fun story. So we didn't know exactly if it would happen, but I think I caught those eggs right at the right time. They were still warm. The mom had just recently got off of them and yay. There's about 10 in there. I have no idea. I didn't candle them or anything. I just threw them in the incubator. Jeff was like, let's just get this. Let's just get this going. And they're hatching. That's so exciting. I'm very excited. I love being able to see the new life on the farm. It just renews my soul I just feel so excited about that a lot of times it just feels so draining a lot of times when we just deal with random losses it feels like maybe not always random is not the right word but just it can feel defeating and so when a lot of those things are out of your control of oh what happened now why did this die why did this one get sick why is this one injured and so to be able to have a success just feels really good So that brings me to my next conversation with you guys, which would be, I hope that maybe you guys go out there and try your own um, abilities to hatch your own eggs. Actually, one of my employees, Heather, she makes these beautiful jellies and salsas, and you can find her on Etsy as well as um, her jellies are also sold on her website, and her business name is called Delights by Heather, that's D-E. L-I-T-E-S, Delights by Heather. And um, she makes a lot of like hot jellies, sugar-free jellies. She's great. But anyways, her mom just purchased an incubator on Amazon again. And was like, let's just try this. And so I love that energy. So I love that. So she actually, and I gave her a batch of eggs just from our coop. And I said, go put them in there. Let's see what happens. 21 days. We'll see what happens. So that is where I'm coming to you guys. Just now more than ever, I think our great conversation to have would be to get out there and try. So I posted recently on social, um, it was that, you know, I, I'm sure you've watched Parent Trap where it says, I've got a brilliant, um, brilliant idea. And then it flashes over to the little baby chicks in my mom's hand and it says, hatch, hatch some chickens. And so I want to talk to you guys all about that today because there's been a really unfortunate event over the last couple of months um, and one really recently where there has been a chicken house that was set fire um, and we've lost thousands of chickens. Um, This chicken house sends millions of eggs to American grocery stores every day. Did you know that? That's crazy. Um, so you can get you can get your own fertilized eggs. Uh, a lot of people have them uh, if they have a rooster. You can eat the eggs, even though they're fertilized. So, like I I choose which eggs I want to be fertilized, and those are the ones I want to put into. My, I mean, they're all fertilized if you have a rooster during the springtime because that's when they're going to town with it. You know what I mean? Um, but you can still eat your eggs. Uh, you just don't let them go past a certain time. You know, so you're not going to let your, your your chickens or you're not going to put them in an incubator. And it's about seven days is like when it's like 
really starting to develop um, a chicken there. So I also wanted to make that clear because sometimes I had no idea, you know, like, can you eat an egg even if you have a rooster? You can, okay? So it's just an egg. You're good to go. But on that note too, if you want to start raising your own flock, if you want to add to your flock, if you want to renew your flock, um, go on Facebook. Go and join a group that might be a homesteaders, uh, free free farm animals within your city. There's a lot of Facebook groups, um, and we join a lot of those in our McAllister area. And a lot of people might be selling their fertilized eggs. They might say, "I've I've just batched a new and just hatched a new set of of chicks. Does anybody want some? Um, you know, we've got extra chickens, or." Another avenue would be if you know you just you want to start at, with a group of ten chickens, then go on to tractorsupply.com. That's where we've we've ordered those before, and they will mail them to you. And you go and pick them at the pick them up at your local post office, and you have to pick them up like within a certain amount of time. You know, within like the twenty four hours of when they're delivered, and your post office will call you multiple times that day and be like, "Your chickens are peeping. They need to come and be picked up." We're done listening to your chickens. Please come and pick them up. So you do need to do that on a timely basis. <laughs> um, but chickens are really easy. They're funny. They they do a great job at your gardening because they scratch and rejuvenate the ground. They eat a lot of your scraps, so a lot less food goes into the garbage. And... Um, I just think it's a great way for you guys to be able to be in control of growing your own food. And so I wanted to just have that conversation with you guys. And I think that's also great if you can just start relying a lot on your neighbors because you can share those eggs with your neighbors. You can, if they have an extra chicken, they want to lend you. Or if you have an extra chicken, it's just making you communicate really well with your neighbors Um local farmers markets is a great place to be able to sell your eggs get fertilized eggs people might be selling their fertilized eggs and um, give them to you so um i just wanted to make sure that you guys knew that some of those benefits are right in your literally in your backyard uh and we are like i said are in the process of trying to figure out how to grow fodder because chicken feed can be expensive we don't feed a whole lot during the summertime because they forage so much um on the grasses on the different bugs that are out they love grasshoppers thank goodness because those things eat all of my food all my vegetables that we're trying to grow in our garden and all the leaves um so we don't do a whole lot of supplementing, but it is very important because if they don't have all the right nutrients, those chickens do tend to eat their own eggshells because they might be missing some calcium. They might have lower egg production if they don't have enough feed. Um, so that's something that we're trying to figure out. Gosh, how do we lower the cost of feed um, and be able to control that a little bit more within our own backyard? I've heard great things about running fodder. I just watched actually a TikTok video of a gal who was growing lentil seeds in like old pickle jars not old pickle jars but like used pickle jars um because lentil seeds are relatively cheap compared to you know a bag and so you can double your 
food consumption, um, the amount that you grow compared to just the grain that you give your, your chickens. So I'm really interested in doing that. So we're relatively new to that whole shenanigans, but we're going to do our best to figure out how to do that. So that is always something that we want to learn about. And um, in the last couple of episodes, I also shared about um, dehydrating your eggs because right now I feel like we're busting at the seams with eggs, uh, but we really need to utilize them instead of letting them go bad. Sometimes if I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so many eggs, I'm going to feed them to our pigs. Um, but this time I'm, I'm doing my best to use it to its fullest advantage of storing those eggs in the dehydrated state. So then that way I can have eggs in the wintertime. And just kind of sharing that process and learning how to do that is, is really fun. And I like learning a lot of those new things. So that's why I wanted to come and chat with you guys here today about that and um, see if that might be some helpful information and just bringing some awareness to different ways that you can um, grow your own food and be aware of the different ways that you can benefit from owning uh, a food type product within your own backyard and then also even being a part of your own making your own farmer's market or going to a farmer's market and possibly having um, another source of income and don't be discouraged if you are in a suburb and you're like well I have a suburb I don't live on a farm I can't do that you can Um, there's a lot a lot of neighborhoods that do not discourage having backyard chickens and you just have to like even subdivisions that have HOAs they will typically allow you to have a certain number of chickens and a lot of times they might say you're not allowed to have roosters because sometimes the roosters can be the noisy part and they don't want that part of things but a lot of times the backyard chickens is no big deal so don't be discouraged Um, it's definitely not the chickens are your least maintenance animal they are super super smart in the sense that they put themselves to bed i think this is always so amazing i had no idea this was a thing until we got our own chickens because i was worried i was like okay how am i gonna get these chickens these chickens have their literally have their mind of their own how am i supposed to get them from one area and then at the end of the night put them away but they do they remember where they live they love to sleep up high um sometimes we do have a couple of rogue chickens who might be feeling like they don't want to live in the coop and they might live up in a tree unfortunately they don't always last um some of them have died if they we just can't move them into the coop at night so it is very important that they do have some sort of coverage in the nighttime if you are around predators and whatnot so but don't be discouraged give it a try let's see how you are able to have your own backyard chickens and there are so many people have some great resources out there there's one gal that i follow on tiktok oh gosh i wish i remember her name Oh, I feel like that's one of the downfalls of following so many people on social. Sometimes I forget their social handles. Oh, she's so great, though. She talks so much about homesteading. And one of the things that she does is she actually rents her chickens out to other people who might want chickens in the summertime. Um, And she brings, like, this road coop where it just – and the coop has a door that – is opens at a certain time and then closes at a certain time so you don't even have to worry about closing the door so i thought that was so cool there's so many different techniques that you can buy so go and do your research it is worth it um and if you guys have any questions just don't hesitate to reach us out on social we're on tiktok instagram facebook oh i think that's most of the places or find us on our website email us simply countryranch.com or at gmail.com 
Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in today at the Simply Country Podcast. Again, my name is Lauren Denny, and it's been a pleasure. Have a good one.